Hey everybody, welcome to the Rugby Report. My name is Dwayne Burkhardt, and holy cow, the NPC playoffs began this weekend, and every game was unbelievable. But before we get to that, I have to say a special congratulations to the Black Ferns, who began the Women's Rugby World Cup this week against Australia in a game that was about as divided into two parts as a game can get. The Australian Wallaroos started the game on a 17-0 run, but then the Black Ferns woke up and rather emphatically seized control and turned the game around, going on a 41-0 run in return. And that is the way it ended, New Zealand 41, Australia 17. So, congratulations ladies, and way to start the World Cup. Now, let's talk about the NPC playoffs. The postseason began on Friday with North Harbor hosting their first playoff game since 2003. How long ago was that? Well, my youngest daughter, Sky, who is at Carleton University in Canada and listening to our show on Spotify, turns 20 years old today. Happy birthday, sweetheart. Well, she looked like this the last time that North Harbor hosted a postseason game. So, yeah, it's been a while. Now, I predicted that, based on the recent performance of both teams, North Harbor would finally win a battle of the bridge and advance to the semifinals. And I predicted that because I thought the only way that Auckland could win this game was if North Harbor was suddenly unable to get into the kind of offensive rhythm that they had so effectively found over the last several weeks. I knew that if the game was one of those slower-paced, sloppier games with a bunch of mistakes by both teams and lots of points left on the field, well, in that case, North Harbor might be in some real trouble. I just didn't think that was very likely. Well, folks, that's why they play the game, which was not the kind of fast-paced, high-octane environment where the North Harbor offense could really get into a groove, but was instead a plotting, defensive battle kind of game that left us tied at three after 20 minutes. And incidentally, Bryn Gatlin's kick in the 20th minute to tie the game at three was one of the craziest kicks you will ever see. The ball hit both uprights and the crossbar before going through. Now, you don't get extra points for that, but it sure was fun to watch. Finally, in the last five minutes of the first half, North Harbor did finally seem to hit their stride. They scored two quick tries, and they took a 15-6 lead into the break. But in the second half, Auckland quickly got back into their game plan and again managed to slow down and frustrate North Harbor's offense, turning the game back into a predominantly defensive battle and just looking for opportunities to exploit. And they got one in the 52nd minute when Akira Iwani got loose at the try line and suddenly it was just a two-point game. Beyond that, both teams struggled again to score. North Harbor had a chance to really blow this game open just a few minutes later, but a great defensive play by Harry Plummer saved what would have been the game-winning score. And then, in the 69th minute, Sean Stevenson made a 58-meter penalty kick. You have to see this to believe it, folks. For my American friends, that's a 63-yard field goal. As in, kicking the ball from the other side of midfield. The kick gave North Harbor a 5-point lead with 10 minutes to play, and it was starting to look like North Harbor was going to the semifinals. But they just couldn't put Auckland away. Auckland never gave up. They kept pressing, and like so many good teams before them, they simply found a way to do exactly enough to win. They tied the game with five minutes to play, and then, 
literally, as the game clock expired, they got the penalty they needed when they needed it, they made the kick, and they advanced to the semifinals. The full-time score, North Harbor 18, Auckland 21. Now my guess is that when the players and the fans in North Harbor look back at this season-ending loss, well, it's probably going to hurt for a while. I mean, they really could have, and maybe even should have won this game. But as time goes on, I hope they also look back at the season overall. And when they do that, they're going to see a team that came a long way over the course of this season. North Harbor got better as the season progressed. A lot better. They now have an incredibly potent offense and a backfield that should strike fear into the hearts of opposing defenses. I also think that this team is maybe one or two players away from being far more competitive against the top teams in the league and being able to go much, much deeper into the playoffs. So, yeah, sad to see the season end like this, but stay tuned, North Harbor fans, because your future could be bright indeed. Next up, on Saturday, the Wellington Lions hosted the Hawks Bay Magpies in a game that was frankly a real snooze fest for the first 50-plus minutes. But here's the thing. Rugby games are 80 minutes long. So if you turned off your TV and walked away from the end of this one, well, you missed one hell of an exciting finish because holy crap, wow. Now, yes, in the first half plus of this game, Wellington was in complete control. They leaped out to a 15-0 lead in the opening minutes, and then, well, let's just say that the rest of the first half was an okay time for you to run to the concession stand and get a bite to eat, buy a jersey, check your social media. You get the idea. It was 18-0 at the half, and it looked like the Lions were going to cruise into their eighth straight win and a ticket into the semifinal round. And then, well... It got heart-stoppingly exciting in a hurry because the Hawks Bay team that perniciously clawed their way into the last playoff spot, the team that fell just one play short from being in last year's grand final, that Hawks Bay team suddenly woke up and came storming back into this game. They scored 21 straight points and suddenly, with just 10 minutes to play, Hawks Bay took their first lead of the game 21-18. So what did Wellington do? I mean, they hadn't scored a single point since the first half, and they hadn't scored a try since the opening minute. Well, they did exactly what you would expect a number one seed team to do. They flipped a switch, they quickly drove the entire length of the field the other way, and they scored a try. And just like that, there's only five minutes to play, and Wellington now has the lead 25-21. A quick penalty on the following possession, followed by a 50-meter Garden Batch-Up kick, extended the Lions' lead to 7, 28-21. But one last time, back came the Magpies. Driving all the way to the Wellington goal line on multiple occasions, getting multiple penalties, but down by 7, a penalty kick doesn't do you any good, the Magpies pushed the Lions' defense to their absolute limit. But the Lions have the best defense in the league and they stood their ground. And finally, in the 83rd minute, an errant line throw gave Wellington the ball back, which they then kicked into touch, and the Lions held on to win a game that started as a snoozer, but finished as a thriller. The full-time score was Wellington 28, Hawks Bay 21. 
And so, for the second year in a row, the Magpies go home for the summer wondering what might have been. And I'm sure that won't be easy. But I'm also certain that they will be back. Also, for anyone who didn't see it, I encourage you to go find and watch the post-game interview with Brad Weber. Weber is and has always been one of the classiest and most upstanding players in New Zealand rugby, but his heartfelt comments and support of his team after the loss demonstrated to me why it is that he is so admired and respected. Well done, Brad. We'll see you back in that Chiefs jersey in a few months. Well, we had a full half an hour after the end of the Wellington game to get our heart rates back to normal before Canterbury played host in Northland in Saturday's second game. Now, Northland hadn't won a game in Christchurch since 1987. And to put that in perspective, the last time they beat Canterbury on the road, I was graduating from college and getting my commission as a Navy officer, and I looked like this. Also, Canterbury has never lost a playoff game since moving to Orange Theory Stadium. They are 9-0 at home in the postseason there. So how'd this game go? Well, like the Wellington game... The first half made it look like it was going to be exactly what I predicted. Basically an easy win for Canterbury, almost a televised practice game to warm up for the semifinal. It was almost uneventful, in fact, and the teams went into the sheds at halftime with Canterbury comfortably leading 17-3 and pretty much in control of the game. But rugby games have two halves, and sometimes those two halves can be very, very different. And they were. Northland came out for the second half of this game possessed. It was almost as if they had only just realized that this was an elimination playoff game and that they actually cared about that. Folks, if Northland had played the first half of this game the way they played the second, they absolutely would have won this game. Suddenly, they were attacking on every play, contesting every move Canterbury made. And it was working. In fact, Northland held Canterbury to zero tries and outscored them in the second half. But one more time, as they have done so very, very often this year, Canterbury again simply found a way to do just enough, to do exactly what they needed to do, when they needed to do it, to frankly eke out a win against the surprising second-half Tanifa. It was hardly the blowout or the walk in the park that many people, including me, frankly, thought that this game was going to be. In fact, I'd call the game a scare and a wake-up call for Canterbury. But they did prevail, and they do move on. Full-time score, Canterbury 23, Northland 16. Northland's season is now over, but it's difficult to overstate what they've accomplished this year. In 2021, the Tanifa won just two games all year, and they finished in last place in their conference. This year, they not only made the playoffs, in pretty spectacular fashion, I might add, but they just took the number one ranked team in the league all the way to their limits in the quarterfinal round of the playoffs. Northland's season may be over, but their fans and their players have a lot to be proud of this year. And finally, we come to... The rematch. For the second week in a row, the Bay of Plenty Steamers and the Waikato Mulus met up in Hamilton. But this time, it was in a playoff game, where the winner moves on to the semifinal round and the loser goes home. 
Waikato came into this game hoping that they were on their way to winning back-to-back championships for the first time in franchise history, where Bay of Plenty was just hoping to advance in the playoffs, especially after letting Waikato come from way behind last week, scoring 21 points in the last 18 minutes to win the game by one point. So how did this game go? Well, the teams began by picking right back up where they left off last week. Bay of Plenty was relentless on offense in the opening minutes of the game, but they couldn't score any points against Waikato's incredibly strong goal line defense. The teams did eventually trade tries, but then Waikato slowly took charge, and by halftime, the Steamers were probably grateful to go into the sheds only trailing 14-10. As the second half began, Bay of Plenty again pushed hard, and this time, while they couldn't find the try line, they did get three penalty kicks, and they took the lead 19-14. But then back came Waikato with two penalty kicks of their own, and they then retook the lead 20-19, which meant that with just 15 minutes to play, it was once again a one-point game. And like every other game this weekend, I hope you had your defibrillator and oxygen on standby, folks, because this was another ridiculously exciting finish. Bay of Plenty scored a try in the 70th minute, but then they missed the conversion kick that would have forced Waikato to score a converted try to win the game. But then, two minutes later, an errant pass by the Mulus was picked up by the Steamers and run all the way back the other way, and suddenly, with five minutes to play, it was the reverse of what happened last week with the Steamers taking a shocking 11-point lead. Both teams would then score one more time, yes, in the last five minutes of the game, but Waikato needed two scores to retake the lead. In the end, for the second week in a row, Bay of Plenty scored 34 points, but this time they held Waikato to just 27, and they came from behind to shock the Mulus at home. The full-time score, Waikato 27, Bay of Plenty 34. It's kind of shocking to say this, but Waikato's season is over. The team that was in first place in the odds conference for the first two months of the season, the team that was undefeated until the eighth week, is done. What went wrong? Nothing. The Mulus played spectacular rugby all season long. Yes, they struggled at the end of the season, and they lost in the first round of the playoffs. But that's only because they were facing really really good opposition. And the only thing that no team can defend against is another team that simply had a slightly better day. And the Steamers simply played a slightly better game today. Congratulations to Waikato on a great season. And we know that you'll be back in 2023. I want to say one last thing about the quarterfinal round before we move on and talk about the semifinals. There were four games this weekend. All four games were decided by seven points or less, and three of them were decided in the last minute of the game. I can think of few other ways to describe just how competitive and how exciting and how great these games were. And now, the semifinals. There's just four teams remaining, and the matchups are epic. The semifinals are going to start on Friday night in Wellington as the Lions will host Auckland. Auckland showed grit and determination and found a way to escape North Harbor with a win last week. But can they do it again? No. The Lions are now on an eight-game win streak, 
They are home, they are healthy, and they will not fall asleep against Auckland the way they did against Hawke's Bay. Wellington will make it nine in a row, and Auckland will go home. And on Saturday night, Canterbury will host the Bay of Plenty Steamers in a game that will pit the year's most exciting and fun-to-watch offense, the Steamers, against the ultimate do-whatever-you-want. We're still going to find a way to beat you, team, in Canterbury. Who wins this game? Well, when the Steamers are steamrolling, they can score a lot of points. And they may very well light up the scoreboard in Christchurch this weekend. But Canterbury has been able to flip a switch and take over every game they've needed to, every time they've needed to, exactly when they've needed to. And at home, in the semifinal round, I have to believe that they're going to do it again. I have loved watching Bay of Plenty play this year. They have been just plain fun to watch on many occasions. But this, I'm afraid, is as far as they go. Canterbury will win this game. Well, that's it, folks. That's all I have. I want to again say a special welcome and thank you to all of our new listeners on Spotify, as well as, of course, all of our viewers on YouTube. Next week, we'll recap the two semifinal games, and we'll look forward to the 2022 Grand Final. Until then, remember, four out of five dentists agree that the Rugby Report has half the calories and twice the taste of all other rugby podcasts. See you next time. Sound check? <laughs> Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Rugby Report. This is my hot hiss radio voice. No? <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> to the Rugby Report, we welcome you. <laughs> Are we good? No, do I, 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 I'll tell you what. I'll take a little... Yes, after Yoda, I should take a drink. Hang on. No, 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 no. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Ready? Other than my dinging the mic. Sorry. All right. Now... Let's talk about the NPC playoffs. The postseason began on Friday with North... What was that sound? <laughs> did that come from inside me? It was like a reverse burp. What was, did the mic pick that up? Wow, you know what? Let's, um, let's start again. <laughs> the ball hit both uprights and the crossbar before going through. You don't scare... So you, you know, f- <laughs> I might add, but they just took the number one ranked team in the league all the way to their limits in the quarterfile round of the planet. Quarterfile? Is it quarterfile? I thought it was quarterfinal. There is an end there. Um, see, you know, I, I should have paid more attention. I will attend rehearsal next week. I promise. Okay. Northland's season may be over, but their fans and their play art and their playoffs, the playoffs, the playoffs, the playoffs. We're going to try again. Wow, third time. Third time's a charm. We hope. <laughs> God, I feel so much better. Whew. Little drink. All right, let's talk about the rematch. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. But then back came Waikato with two penalty kicks of their own. And then they took... Re- re- I wasn't happy with any of that anyway. Bay of Plenty was just hoping to advance the playoffs, especially after playing. Okay, next good. Okay, ready? Ready, ready, ready. <laughs> I'm not sure what that sound was for. I actually, like, did that in the take, didn't I? All right.
Oh boy.